Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Relax Running Podcast. Tyson here. The guest on the show today is 1500 meter star Geordie Williams. He's fresh back from a 10k Bernie win. He uh, he finished that in 29.05 with a ridiculous sprint finish. Great effort for a 1500 meter bloke. Awesome conversation I have with this guy today. Geordie's a he's an all round good fella. He's he's filled with great information, some good stories. Um, uh, Geordie's a mate of mine, and, and as a result, this uh, conversation, uh, we, we take a few tangents away from running. It's a good chance to get to know the man that you see spritting around the track at your meets all around the world. So I had a ball with Geordie. Yeah, this is a great conversation. I know you get a lot out of it. So uh, let me get out of your way and introduce to you Geordie Williams. Um, mate, I'm trying to figure out when the last time I saw you was. I think it was, it would have been. Yeah, falls, yeah, but before that, I couldn't even tell you, like five or six years ago. The, yeah, the, yeah, the reason I remember so clearly is because um, I told I was going to surprise you with this one. I've already told yeah. you before the audience. Um, so I was up there playing pool with a couple of my mates in Joel Birmingham. Yeah. And um, saw your good looking little head just sitting on the couch <laughs> after a run. And uh, I remember we left we left the, the bar, and, uh, and my wife, Jessie, she goes to me, she goes, that's Geordie Williams, yeah? I go, yeah, yeah. She goes, mate, he's the best looking distance runner. I go, baby, you know, I still class myself as a distance runner, don't you? She reckons you still, you still got me. So that's how bloody, uh, yeah, you're remembering my wife's mind, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you're lucky she's not around. <laughs> you know, mate, why do you think I'm playing this today? Why do you reckon I'm playing yeah, this today? Uh, you're going to spend the day out of the house. Mate. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, mate, 10K King. Yeah, no, it's been a good, uh, good week, good eight days or whatever it was, yeah. Um, it was good in Melbourne. Melbourne was just sort of a tester and then I was sort of targeting Bernie a bit more. But what was, good. oh, did you race, I haven't even looked at the Melbourne Marathon results. What, oh, you I raced the 10K, 10K yeah. So to tell me, what happened? Well, oh, well, I'll give you a bit of backstory first, so. Most years, I, when I come back from Europe, I've tried to do a couple of 10Ks and they've never really worked out just yeah. because training's not quite there and, you know, it's a bit over distance for me, so I always find it a bit harder than the usual 10K kind of guys. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so came back from Europe this year. I spent a lot of the year injured anyway, so I sort of didn't really have a break because I pretty much had three months out anyway. Um, so I just, the fitness level was high and I... <coughs> Got going in this first one ran, I've only really run 30, 30 minutes, 30 seconds sort of thing. Yeah. 29, 30 in the first one at Melbourne, which is, it's not a great course, so. Do you have 29, 30 at Melbourne? Yeah, so I was pretty happy with that, and then Woo! back up a week later, ran 29.05, so it was good. It was a little windy and stuff down in Bernie, but yeah, I just was going for the wind mostly, so. Well, how, the, how did the race pan out? Because I honestly, I, like, I back you as a runner. I know you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're looking trim as well. I remember you as a stocky bloke. Oh, I, yeah. I thought you were stocky and just quick. Yeah. You've leaned up. So I, I, yeah, I would have had you picked 100% over, over 1,500. Like, I'll go, yeah, Geordie takes that any day of the week. But they had some they had some solid names in there. Like, yeah, Out Sprinted Buchanan. And I know, like, Liam had finished up a, like, a marathon a couple of weeks earlier or whatever. Yeah. Um. But it was still like I was I was pleasantly surprised to see your name at the top of it. Was that a surprise for you to win a ten k against the, the the boys that you're up against? Yeah, um, like I said before, I was, I was pretty confident. Like I, you sort of got to go into these things thinking you thinking you can win. Otherwise, yeah. you know you're sort of sort of already a step behind. So I, I thought I could win, but I knew it would be pretty tough. Yeah, and um, I think the way it worked out, the the course sort of 
we just you just go straight down this road five k turn around and come back so it was a tailwind all the way out yeah we we're pretty quick we we're probably 14 20 through through halfway then when we turned around it was a headwind mm-hmm. and um jack bruce the he's probably the, the form guy at the moment he um he was trying to drop us in the first half and then when we turned around into the headwind it slowed up just enough and he had everyone sitting on him so like i was sort of feeling between two minds, you're feeling a bit guilty because he's sort of he's in Melbourne Track Club as well, so I'm feeling guilty. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mate, he's out the front there sitting dark, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, oh, it's in my best interest to just stay where I am. So I just sat alone pretty much until 400 to go. And <laughs> so nice. So what? So you just who were you tucked in with? I was. It was um, Jack Bruce was leading. He yeah. pretty much led nine and a half k. So what had like a? Did he when you said? Oh, he was just just in front of us. He wasn't. Um, back, yeah. He wasn't. Um, like out in front of us or anything he was just sort of leading the pack mm-hmm. and then it was sort of you know there's seven guys with 400 meters to go there i think they said so yeah we, you sort of take off up a hill with 400 to go and um yeah i've taken off but definitely way too early i, I would never ever <laughs> ever kick with a lap to go in a 1500 or anything but i don't know what went over me but took off up the hill and got probably 10 meters out in front and then i sort of get about 100 metres from home and I'm thinking oh I'm not going to make it I'm not going to make it and then um, just hung on Andy Buchanan came flying out of the pack and a few guys came back at me but hung on by point two. so oh bro yeah because I looked yeah. at the results and uh, it had you guys separated by a second but it had no milliseconds yeah and then I saw the I saw the review online oh the sorry the footage online of the last 100 metres yeah and mate it looked it looked intense but I was uh, I was impressed with Jack Davies run as well yeah no he's a uh, He's really had a great year so far, and I think he will keep getting better. He jumps in with us sort of on a Tuesday. Yeah. At training, he's coached by um, Tim. Oh, is he? Yeah. Sorry yeah. about this noise. Nah, yeah, the audience nice. can hear that. I'm doing my best to block it out. Some some bloke on the the floor above me is um he's renovating his house. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So he's kicked us out of the usual podcast studio, and we're still copping his drills. Yeah. Oh well, he can't win them all. <laughs> so um. So what you say? Yeah. So yeah, Jack's coached by uh, Tim O'Shaughnessy now. Okay. So they jump in with our group a lot when we're all in Melbourne and stuff. So, like, he's been training really well, and I think he's probably, he's working pretty much, I think he's full-time now. Jeez. But he's at shift work, so he sort of runs runs as much as he can and sort of probably taking a bit of a step back and a bit more relaxed approach, and he's actually improved a lot. So Yeah, because... Yeah, uh, that, that was probably a minute PB for him as well. He, he wouldn't have been much under 30 minutes, and he's run... 29.07 or something. So. Well, I had, I had no idea what kind of form he was in because he was a... Uh, so I, I ran around with him and, and Stu and those boys were about yeah, 14. Yeah. 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 And, uh, like, I know Jack, had, just as I was finishing up, he had started pumping and uh, I had a couple of sessions with him towards the end of my running and he was he was sticking it to me Yeah, and I was doing my yeah. best to try and play it cool and pretend I was well and truly in control but I was thinking, shit, like, this guy's pumping. But then what, he had... Did he have a couple of years of injuries? Yeah, he was injured for a while. I think he had trouble with an Achilles and might have had a stress fracture as well in there. But, yeah, he's really turned the corner lately and gone really well. Yeah, it's good. So what does that mean for you then, man? Like, uh, with, a, with a couple of nice 10K runs up your sleeve, is that something, like, would you be interested in, in stepping up the distance a bit? Or what do you think? Nah, no chance. In that race, in that race, <laughs> there's a few times where I was, like, right on the limit. And I was like, oh, if we go any faster here, that might be the end of me. But... Luckily, we never did. So yeah, I don't see myself really moving up at all. But I, uh, I've, I've run Zadipek a couple of times in the ten k, but just pacing to help out. So I'm, I'm probably going to do that again this year because I think Pat Tiernan wants to have a 
have a go at a quick run, so I'll try and help him out as best I can. Sweet, he's See a... if I can get to 4K. <laughs> Actually, I remember, um, I reckon I was watching it. Did you pace it last year? Yeah. And I remember seeing you went through like 13, 15 Oh, yeah, years. that killed me. That, that was so hard. I yeah. remember thinking, like, that is an incredible run yeah. for you. Because I, I always thought of you as sort of 8, 15. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw yeah. you pace it, I thought, oh, maybe like 5 or 6 laps will get around him. Yeah. And then I saw you at 4K and still ticking away, thinking, shit, like, this guy's going to have to... Uh, Step up the distance. Yeah, oh, it gave me a whole lot of respect for the 5K right. guys because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, 13.50 pace, I'll be able to go for 5, maybe 6K <laughs> or whatever, but I, I barely got I just got to 5K, you know, took everything, and then, yeah, so I don't, I don't think I see myself stepping up anytime soon. Mate, my fastest ever 5K was, I reckon I was 22, and I, I reckon I ran one good one. I ran, I was running around with Nate Hardigan, and he, yeah, yeah. bloody, I hate admitting it, but he outkicked me. And he ran 14.23, I ran 14.24, and I reckon I, I was living in Ballarat at that stage, and I reckon I oh, heard he about he it. Let you know Mate, about he it. let me know about it, and I tried to play it cool, but um, I remember every time we'd go out with uh, to do like a, what's that? It's like a father crumb when you do your 8 by 450, 200 float. Oh, quarters. Quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quarters. Yeah. He kept going to me. Oh, that shows how long I've been out of the game. <laughs> he kept going to me. He's like, mate, make sure you're within range with the lap to go, eh? Because um, he goes, you know I can outkick you. Fire out. Never bloody. Like with a 1500 man out sprint now, I can cope. But bloody Nate Hardy with his marathon links. Yeah. Well, sometimes the uh, the strength you get from that over distance is uh, a bit underrated. I was trying to tell the guys, like, even though I won on um, Sunday. When you when you got a fifteen hundred guy running ten k, it sort of the speeds out the window to some degree because they're just tired. Yeah, they're just tired. It's different, sort of different engine. It's a good point. Actually, when I was playing a bit of footy, like at the uh, at the end of the game, people come up to me like, "Mate, your speed's incredible." Yeah. I'm like, "No, no, it's it's really <laughs> not. I'm just fit. I'm just fit, so I could probably just maintain like a high level of speed. That's a good point." Yeah, you guys um like, but Oscar's crew got a bit of a reputation for for putting in a long work as well, don't they? Like, you guys clock up some, some pretty solid Ks all through the year? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think m- most of the most of the time I'll be at 140, 150 sort of kilometres a week in that area. But if I'm at Falls and, a, you know, good training camp where I get lots of time, lots yeah. of downtime to rest and stuff, it might be 160. Is that right? Yeah. And is that is that true for, for people who are sort of running 8s and 15s like yourself and for Stewie who's running the longer stuff? Stewie probably does a little more. Like, say we're at Falls, Stewie probably does 170. Jeez. Um, but yeah, pretty much. We don't really have as many sort of pure 800 guys. We've got a couple of 800 girls, but they're, and they're, they'd be a little less mileage. I'd say if you had a, a like a true 800 metre runner as a guy, they'd probably be doing 120, 130k, yeah. which is a lot for an 800 runner. Yeah. So how do, like with 140k, so how, do you, how do you structure that week of training? Um, so yeah, pretty much... Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, just an hour in the morning, and then hour in the, uh, 30 minutes in the afternoon. Yeah. Friday, not always a half an hour in the afternoon, just see how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, we have a session at either at the 10, but then when it comes to sort of track season, we're at Waverley, the grass track there, so we'll do anywhere between eight and nine kilometres worth of reps, and then Thursday, a threshold run, so you, you run for about half an hour at Sort of a good pace, but yeah. not not lining. And um, yeah, we do that on Thursday at Corfield Race Course, and Saturday Water Park. We do some sort of hill hill reps. So you know, anywhere between 
60 second hills to three minutes and sort of a up and down hilly course and a bit of threshold in there sometimes just depends and is that pretty much did you say the same all year round unless yeah. you go up to pretty much falls it's, it's similar again at falls um, yeah and obviously the Sunday long run and then yeah at falls pretty much the same thing like Tuesday K reps Thursday we do quarters yes and, uh, yes. and, th- and a little bit of threshold as well and then Saturday hill reps so yeah pretty much stays the same wherever we are just when you start racing it gets a little um, different just because you've got to Taper for each race. Yeah. So, did you taper? Did you taper for your, your Bernie Ten race last weekend? A little bit, not too much. I, I didn't taper for Melbourne, and then um, for Bernie, I just did instead of like half an hour of threshold, I probably did 20, 25 minutes of threshold on the sorry on the Thursday on the Thursday, and then just yeah. I hope it looks good when he's done. I tell you what, I'm going to threshold. Yeah, seriously, I'm going to be editing the crap out of that. So yeah. Um, these guys won't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, okay, so you, you, you take it a little bit. And then after, was it Saturday or some, the su- Sunday? Sunday, the race. so yeah, I'll just do a normal hour run on the, on the Friday. And yeah. And sort of maybe 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes on the Saturday. Yeah, to, sure. And what are we at now? Tuesday. So how's, Tuesday. The, how's the legs feeling? Yeah, not too bad. I actually don't get too sore after races, but I've been wearing those new um, next percents, like the, the new Nike shoes that sort of give you a a big advantage, yes. So they say, but they really make my hamstrings sore. Oh, do they? Yeah, like I think they really work a bit because I feel like my hamstrings would only get sore if I'm taking a longer stride. Yeah, okay. Like, I think they sort of give you that little bit. It might not be, you know, tiny bit, but you know, for a sport where you're so, you know, repetitive in your in yeah. your action, your mechanics. If you slightly out, you, you you'll know about it through through some soreness or. Yeah, so I had to take it pretty easy in the gym yesterday because I just didn't want to, you know, make anything worse than it, than it needed to be. But yeah, I definitely could be sore because so of the shoes, I think. Yeah, so what's the, what's the, man, I can't keep up at the moment. I feel like as well, there's so much talk around the, the bloody vapor flies or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's the story with the shoes that you've got now? So the shoes that I've got are sort of the next one after the vapor fly, so. The pink ones? The, they are the pink ones, but I've got I got them in green. Like yeah, sort sweet. of like bright green. Like more manly option. Yeah, I don't know how I'd go rocking the pink. <laughs> yeah, but that's sort of like everyone's jumped on them at the moment, so yeah, they're pretty they're pretty good. I think they they work for me, so Mate, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to get some because I went for a run with uh, Jordy Guzman and Craig Huffer this morning. Yeah. And they they had a massive session last night, so I thought, oh there's no worries at all. And then we got down there and they weren't running that fast, but I was thinking, bloody hell, like, I've been out of the game for a little while now. Yeah. I've been, I'm disappointed you haven't commented on the size of my pecs and biceps, actually, because I've been just too busy being in the gym. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to do it to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a little bit humbling, so I'm going to have to get a bloody pair of these to, to help me along. Um, I'll help. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Mate, Nike is loving the... Uh, are, you, are you a Nike boy? Yeah, yeah. I suppose my Nike, so I've probably been with them for I thought three bad, years. Mate. Because they're trying on your shirt. ACG. It's yeah. like a branch of Nike. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've been with them for three years now, so yeah, they're pretty good. They look after me. Yeah, that's good. So is that, a, like, is that with gear or are they, is that like yeah, they give you income and stuff? Yeah, yeah I get paid from them. So. How do you just get paid to run? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's unreal. I mean, I'm pretty lucky. Like, just with Nike, it allows me to sort of travel around a bit. And, you know, it's not, it's not free going overseas and racing, so... It allows me to do it, which is really good. Yeah. There's not really the opportunities in Australia, so 
there's no like um, there's a little bit of funding, but not not as much as Nike willing to give. Yeah, actually, so so how does that work with um? Is that under the because isn't it? There's like a Nike Australia, and then there's international Nike. Yeah, is that right? So uh, yeah, a, a lot of those guys are, are looked after by Nike, aren't they? Like yeah. I see Stewie and Greeks, and yeah. So we're we're all sort of under Nike. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think everyone is actually. Um, and then yeah, it's just through Nike Australia. We've got our got our guy that looks after us, George Lawler. George Lawler, He's a good man. Yeah. Just Pretty early as well, didn't you? Because yeah. I remember you started busting out some big times real quick. Mm. Um, but have you have you trimmed up, man? Like, what's the story? I can't help but know. You look like a oh yeah, <laughs> you look bloody fit as a fiddle. Yeah, nah, I I sort of like I don't know. I was definitely like a little uh, stocky, a little kid. Everyone used to let me know. About that <laughs> but, um, yeah, you still kicked my ass. Really, <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, oh, you would have had me a few, a few times, surely. Oh, maybe like if the distance was over. <laughs> 10, I wouldn't say, yeah, no, no longer 10. Yeah. I, hope, I hope there's a couple of races with my name ahead of yours, but unfortunately, I think it could have been. Yeah, surely. Yeah, sure. We'll just yeah. go with that. No one Google that. <laughs> no one Google that. Um, yeah, no, Nike helped me out when I was pretty young, probably 16. I got my first pair of shoes from there. It was actually from George as well, so. Oh, really? Yeah, same So guy. he's been around yeah. for a while. There's been a few, one or two between him, but yeah, full circle sort of thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so. Hell, man. He's given me my first pair and my last pair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Cool. So how uh, is that? Did did Bedoya connect you with with him? Yeah. So you, Nick just uh, sort of. I was training a lot with Jeff Risley, who was yeah. working with Nick at the time, and sponsored by Nike and Carolyn McKnight as well. I yeah, mean, she, so, might have been, that's a she was she was Nike in her, in, in her early days. So um, yeah, just because I was training with them a lot and young guy showing a bit of potential, I think. Well, they seem to think so anyway. <laughs> so they you know helped me out with a few pair of shoes. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, sweet man. So I'm um, sorry, I keep I keep pushing on this. But is the uh, is the the fitness that you look like a greyhound? Is that something oh. you've been? Have you done that deliberately? Like you've trimmed up, or is that just no, as a result of putting in the work? I think it's just yeah, putting in the work. Like I, so I went to college for four years in America, and I probably put on a bit of weight there. And then ever since I left <laughs> left America, I've sort of trimmed down a lot, and that's just a result of running a bit more. And I, I think, like, not being in the winters as well, because I felt like in the winters over in America, I used to just stack on the weight if I wasn't, yeah. if I wasn't careful. Yeah, it's just freezing cold. Like, you got there's nothing to do. You can't, like, you're not walking around during the day, whereas, you know, you come here to beautiful Australia, <laughs> oh, yeah. spend some time outside. And hang out, so, yeah, it's a it, bit easier. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, um, I'm laughing because I remember in 2010, I went to a World Uni Cross Country Champs in Kingston in Canada. Yeah. And they had, um, it was Queen's Queen's University or something, and we walked in, and made like a movie scene to me. So they had they had a massive big buffet, and I was yeah, one of my yeah. first overseas trips. They had a they had your pizza and your ice cream, and I had a race in a week's time. And mate, the amount of food that I ate, I reckon I ran that race with an extra sort of ten kilos up my sleeve, not that much, but I reckon yeah, I definitely yeah, got yeah. a kilo or two because oh, I was yeah. I was gone for it. Americans. They know how to eat, especially on the college campuses. Hey, yeah. So 
um, at Villanova especially. I know what it's like. The dining hall is the biggest trap ever. <laughs> but um, at Villanova especially, they're like famous for having like one of the best dining halls in, in like in all of colleges in America. Yeah. So it's just a oh. So dangerous, <laughs> so dangerous. But like, yeah, heaps of people. They had this thing called the Freshman Fifteen, where it's like all the people that because it's their first time out of home. A lot of people, yeah. so they just smash the. You know, no one's there telling you, oh, you probably shouldn't eat that. Or you know, there's kids eating pizza for breakfast with chocolate milk. And, like, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So that's right. You were um. Actually, I actually remember, I can't remember where we were. I remember racing you in a, I had some like team relay just before you went to, to Was Villanova. Was it Colton? Maybe something like that or? Maybe. I'm trying to remember. How old were you? Were you like 18 when you went away there? Yeah, 18 or 19, yeah. Mate, that time's flown by. Yeah, I know. So how long have you been back for now then? Uh, came back and finished 2016, so yeah. Bloody years. In three and a half years, yeah. Yeah, so you got no plans to, like, are you, I was speaking to Huff this morning, actually, and one of the things he said to me, which was interesting, was, um, he's like, oh, I'm sort of, I'm done with, the, he's been unlucky with the injury and stuff, Yeah. because I'm done with, like, long-term overseas travel, because I, just, I forgot, like, I just love how good Australia is, it's not oh, yeah. back here, and um, it's like, even even just travelling interstate, it's like, I just, I just love Melbourne. Like, how do you find, how do you find travelling? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm used to it, I sort of look at it. I don't know. I don't even really think about travelling too much. I mean, I, I love Melbourne. Like, it's, yeah. I definitely want to, you know, pull up stumps here. It's the best yeah. place. But, um, yeah, I, I just see it as part of what you got to do to be a good runner. I know it's, like, it's, it's annoying sometimes. and Like, you got to be as positive as you can because if, you, if you're really in a bad headspace about going somewhere, usually it all, you know, heads south pretty quick. You don't end up running too well or you have a bad training camp or whatever it is. So, yeah, I just, it's just part of it. I don't even think about it really. Yeah, okay. Just, my cousin calls it teleporting. When yeah. he goes overseas, he just goes to sleep, wakes up in the destination, he's just there. Because so <laughs> it's different. Like for, a, for a runner, it's not like, yeah. Like one of the things that surprised me was when I started to hear people being like, oh, it's not the same when you travel to distant runners. It's not like you're going away just to, to look at all the sites and, you know, just experience the culture for exactly what it is. You're pretty much that you're there to race or train or yeah. so a lot of the time spent in a hotel room. Is that right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, it is and it isn't. Like, some, like I'll probably, I'm one page from filling up my passport with stamps right yeah. now, so I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. <laughs> but um, I'd say of all the places I've been to, I've probably seen half of them. So, like, some places I, I like, have been around a lot and get around really well. Like, I've, Spent so much time in London and um, heaps of time in Spain. Not so much the big cities in Spain, but like like small country towns in Spain, and really enjoy those. Um, like obviously Philly, I know really well. New York, yeah, place like that. But sometimes you just go to a place and like you don't even see anything. Yeah, like I've been to Japan a few times. Couldn't tell you anything. Is that right? That's yeah. one place I really want to go. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, a few places where. Oslo, and I've been to yeah, Norway a few times, yeah, just hotel, track, yeah. hotel, airport, home, sort of. Have you had a chance to, have you, have you travelled much, travelled much around Europe outside of your running yet, or is that something No, not really. How not really. Maybe post-career. Yeah. It's just, we, you, you sort of, when you go to a race, you're there, you, it's pretty much two days, like, or two or three days. You, like, leave the day before, get to the hotel usually, and it's late in the day, yeah. race the next day, so you're not doing much, and then you leave the next morning, so it's not really... 
it's not super glamorous, but yeah, sometimes you get you might get lucky and get a get a whole day in a place. Like we got a, a whole day this year in, in Switzerland in a place called Bern. Oh yeah, and it was like such a fun day because you know you really appreciate it a bit more when you when you know usually you're not going to have that day to hang out. So yeah, and there was a big group of us, so we went on a big long run along this like the bluest river you've ever seen, like weaving through the Swiss countryside and then we spent the rest of the day, we went swimming in the river and oh. there's just hundreds of people swimming in the river. Oh, I was like, gosh. had a pizza and like, you know, a couple of beers. Oh, yeah. I, think it was, I think it was Jen's birthday. Yeah. Jen LeCase's birthday. Yeah. Sorry, Jen LeCase. She corrects me every time. Oh, it's Jen Gregson now. I don't even need to worry How about easy is that? Yeah. How, it's so funny. It's like Jess Tringo. Yeah. I've got, it's Jess Stenson now. Yeah, yeah. It's not have the same ring, same ring no. to it. You know what I mean? It'd always be Jen, what is it? Jen LeCase. LeCase, but just, yeah, now she's Gregson. I don't, know, I don't know how it'd be. It'd be kind of weird, like having your name for your whole life, and then boom, it's changed. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. How are people gonna find her on Insta? You gotta keep. You gotta. Yeah, have to I, there. I think. Uh, I think she's Gregson in some things and Lacar's in others. I'm. I'm not. I don't think she knows half the time. <laughs> when we went to Bernie the other day, they booked her as uh, Jen Gregson for the flight, and she gets to the desk, and her name on her passport is Lacar's. <laughs> so like, they're not gonna let her on the plane, and like, it's always. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they rebooked her a ticket and organised it, sorted it out before the plane took off. But yeah, how'd they do it? She was stressed out. Well, you would be. I'm yeah. just stressed for just hearing about it. Yeah. Tell us the story. What happened to her? She was so her her legal name is Lacar still. But okay. I think everyone like Nick will call her Gregson. Yes. Or maybe maybe her some things it's changed. Like on her maybe her Instagram's changed and stuff like that. So. She got entered in this race the other day as Jen Gregson. Yes. And they booked her flights as Jen Gregson, but her passport, she doesn't have any ID that says Gregson, it says Lacaz, so she had to uh, do a quick change of her oh. flights. I think it was yeah, pretty stressful. Far out. I can't imagine, I can't imagine the big dog, Ryan, standing for too much of that. I don't know the guy, but he seems like a... Grego. Grego. What is he? Gre- yeah, you can tell it at home because I call him Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, it's Grego when I'm... Well, so you're like, are they they're both part of MTC as well? Yeah. Dude, that'd be weird, I reckon, training with your wife or your husband. My wife, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Like, they're probably about as professional as it gets. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, there's no, uh, there's no shenanigans, uh, you know, no, no problem. They're, I'd be so bad if I trained with my wife. I'd always oh, be yeah. slapping on the bum, and yeah. you can't say that anymore. I'm, going to, I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to learn the hard way. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but they, they play pretty cool, do they? Yeah, they're fine. They're, they're really good. Like, I think maybe I wasn't around, but like maybe they would have learned the hard way when they first started hanging out or something because I was still in college, so I didn't know. But dude, I remember like yeah, I, ever since I've been there, they've been like the ultimate professionals. Mate, I remember um, Pete Gregor when he. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. Was it 2012 that Jen qualified for? Oh, yeah, yeah. And she had some, like, she was, I don't know what happened, but it was like a last minute. Yeah. Or she almost wasn't going to get the gig because, like, she just missed the qualifying period or something. Yeah, so, so in 2012, they, um, yeah, it's actually a pretty good story. They, Australia, Athletics Australia, like, made their own qualifying period, and then the Olympic Committee, like, which sort of governs the whole thing, has had a different date, a later date. So it was... When she ran the qualifier, it was after Athletics Australia's date, but before the IOC date. So, like, as far as the Olympics are concerned, she should be going, 
Yeah. Right, because he's qualified. But Athletics Australia said they're not going to pick her because it was after their date, which is just, I don't even know why they made a date different to the IOC anyway. So, yeah, so they didn't pick her. And then it was like the like chairman of the IOC or something got involved and like, it was like this big hecky thing. She was on the news everywhere. <laughs> but eventually they got her in. So. That was so good. Well, I remember, um, I feel like just the general public started to, because it was a fairly big media story in the athletic scene. Yeah. And it was making some mainstream news. I remember sitting at the airport and just seeing like this pretty blonde girl on the TV. And I thought, what was this about? And then I yeah. saw it was a steeplechase. So I thought, far out. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone, was, everyone started to talk about, like, come on, let her on, get her in. Yeah, well, and it's like, you can't say that, Maybe if she didn't make that Olympics, that might have been it for her. Like, maybe she's like, oh, missed the Olympics, probably not going to run as much anymore. And she's probably been arguably one of the best distance athletes Australia's had ever. Well, doesn't – she's got the steeplechase record. Steeplechase record. Olympic finals in the steepleland 5K. Okay. So, like, you know, you turn a young athlete away early and, you know, you can't tell me that that wouldn't be the, you know, margin call on their career. Could have been. Seriously. Maybe including her has kept her going and helped her reach such great heights. Dude, tell her um, I want her. I want her on the podcast. I actually yeah. I messaged her on Facebook the other day. I don't know her. Yeah. I said, "Hey Jen, like I can imagine there'd be a heap of creepy blokes that should have <laughs> messaged her." Tell her like, look at the one from Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're listening, Jen, come and jump on. Um, because I'm, I'm I'm gonna get mate. I'm doing my best. Like I just want yeah. it, to. get both of them. We should get. Yeah, I'll get the double, mate. I'll be out of my depth. I'll be out of my depth. Seriously, I'd uh, yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be too much of a fanboy the whole time. Just go like, teach me, teach me what like what yeah, I need to learn. Yeah. The reason I brought up the gen story was because um, I remember uh, I remember Big Grego. I reckon he started laying foundations real early. Like when when her name started being announced, I started to hear stories of him back in the day that he had a little crush on her or whatever. <laughs> and next thing I knew, I was like, mate, he's bloody he sealed the deal in terms of like they were they were going out. Yeah, yeah. Fire out like this guy. He obviously runs with confidence, but he obviously operates his life with confidence as well because um like I hope he doesn't mind me saying and I'm in the same boat like we're both batting way out of <laughs> way out of our league yeah no Gregor is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so good Jen's a good girl but no Gregor's a good bloke I've got a lot of time for Gregor he's really yeah. helped me out in the last few years but yeah I think uh I wasn't I wasn't around I was in college when they, it's sort of, they first met and stuff like that but I think he was Trying pretty hard, opening <laughs> opening car doors and stuff like that, you know, being a gentleman. Classic, classic. Not like you. No, mate, it's not like me. I did all that. I remember my first date with Jesse was um, I went into the city because I asked her out about two years, two years before we got together. Yeah. And uh, I say I asked her out because I don't want to tell you. That's like a teddy bear and <laughs> with like a card. I won't tell you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> and. Um, Anyway, she found out it was me, which is just, dude, it's such a creepy stalker story, which I'm embarrassed to admit. But um, I remember on MySpace, I got home, I was up in Ballarat, and she messaged me, she's like, dude, I'm just not interested in you at all. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, bro, this is brutal. Um, and then her mum, her mum had my back, she goes, mate, like, she's young, she doesn't know what she's doing yet, come around to our house for dinner all the time. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke that if things didn't work out with me, Jess, like, me and her mum would have been yeah, fine. get on like a house. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so like when eventually she came around, I thought, man, I'm gonna have to deliver. Yeah. We um, like our first date was so over the top. It was like a horse and cart. Horse and cart, you yeah. Dude, it, yeah. Was yeah. A, it was the best date I've ever had. Like, I've, that was in 2011. All, all downhill since. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> this is why she's not here because she would have too much to say. But mate, you've got a little lady on the go, hey? Yeah. Uh, hello. 
Sarah, what's your story there? Yeah, we've uh, probably There'd be a lot of disappointed it. ladies in Australia to hear that. Ah, not too many. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been going for a couple, uh, nearly coming up in two years, so it'll be two years of Christmas, so she's pretty good. She's what's pretty the good. story there? What's she say? She's not a runner. No, she's a runner. She's, yeah. a runner. she's in the group, sort of just sort of joined more recently. Um, yeah, she's great cheek. Awesome, man. Is he, uh, sure. I feel like that. you're giving me the nod behind the mic to yeah. say, let's move on. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Nah, nah. What distance does she run? She uh, does 800, but she's moved up to probably 8.15 now. So. Nice, man. Yeah, she runs 2.04. Oh, fire out. 2.03, 2.04. Wait, Sarah who? Billings. Dude. Yeah. I thought you meant she's just some social runner. No, no, no. She's a good Holy runner. crap, yeah. bro. That, that's she very good. She's world juniors and stuff. Yeah. Dude. Okay, excuse me. I'm, honestly, I have to lift my game when it comes to running <laughs> I still, I've got so many, so many mates like yourself who are in the running scene that I've sort of yeah. connected with. I'm like, I'm doing a disservice at least not having a sit down and chat to, to these guys for anyone who's interested. But um, yeah, honestly, I need to get back on board with running results. With the um, with with MTC, like how how are the dynamics, man? Because it's a uh, like it, on the outside, obviously, it's a sick group, like it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but you just mentioned then, like you and you and Gregor are pretty. What is he about two years older than you? Yeah. So I can imagine it'd be like a. I'm sure he wouldn't like me talking about this, but I've seen you getting me a couple of races as well the last yeah. couple of years that I can imagine adds a little bit of tension to, to training and stuff, does it? Or how do you guys yeah, do that? you think that, but not really. It's uh, like he, like I said, he's like such a professional. So when, when we're on the track, it's like very competitive. Like he's not my mate on the, you know, for three and a half minutes or whatever. Yeah. I don't think he's going to like go out his way to like bowl me over or anything, <laughs> but like he's very competitive and like, so am I. I think that's the just the nature of it. Um, but yeah, like straight after the race, he's the first person to come over and shake your hand. And like we, we always we've raced together a lot the last few years, so we always go for our warm downs and stuff and dissect the race. And yeah, if I'm venting, he's a he's a great ear for me to you know bounce some things off, and I'm sure likewise for him. Yeah. So yeah, like he's probably been the biggest influence in my running career. Is that right? Yeah. In, in what sense? Like, what's he, what's he done that's sort of... Um, so, probably in the first... Like, obviously, Jeff Lasley helped me out a lot when I was young, but then um, I didn't see too much of him when I came back from college just because he wasn't with Nick anymore. So, yeah. it sort of makes things diff- a bit difficult just logistically. And then, so probably 2017, um, I looked up to Greg out a lot, and then sort of 2018, we started... <clears throat> it, was, it was a bit more like... Mutual rather than me just following him around. So yeah, sure. sort of, it was more like we worked, worked together a bit more in 2018, 2019. But yeah, like he's definitely been probably the biggest influence of my, excluding Nick, obviously. Nick, yeah, Nick sure. Number one, but yeah, well, athlete. Yeah. Athlete uh, influence. Yeah. yeah okay. Greg on and Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. What's, um, like what I've actually heard that from quite a few people that he's just the ultimate professional. Yeah. Um, Gregor, and I'm I'm interested to know. So when you're when you're speaking about a professional athlete, yeah. Um, like what are the things that have sort of that you've you've looked at from him that have sort of rubbed off on you? Um, he's got a really good uh, he's got a really good way of always like seeing things like level like with a level head, mm-hmm. and he can put running first, but not in like a obsessive way. Like he always puts it puts it first, and if I if you ever like I need to ask him something like oh like you know oh, I'm I'm having this problem like with 
like if my calf sore, he's had all the injuries as well. You know, sure. some sore, like he'll tell you how to manage it. If I need some help in the gym, he'll just tell me what to do. If like I'm in a bit of a flat spot mentally or whatever, he'll he'll pick me back up. Like yeah. he's just just everything. Like anything. If I have trouble with Sarah, he usually helps me out. If he's doing nudge in the right direction, yes. like whatever. Like he's just. He's a great guy. I probably haven't spoken to him in a little while, so... Oh, he's like, I shoot him a text, but... Yeah, after listening to five minutes of this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'll, he'll be 100% back on board. That's right. I've just, I've just told everyone that Greg will listen to this podcast. I don't even know if that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, no, get him on board. Get him on as well, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll do it. If that's the way to get him and the Gregsons on, yeah. I'll take it. I'll strong arm him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what kind, of, what kind of stuff are you doing in the gym? So I am in the VIS, so I have a coach through that, mm-hmm. and twice a week I do gym work. So yeah, it's pretty. Uh, Mate, it looks like at least four times a week. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So my my uh, coach's name is Corey Corey Innes. Um, yeah, he's uh he's really good. He used to run a bit, so he's a four hundred runner. So he really understands the sport, which is huge help. Because, you know, sometimes we've had, I've had people help me out in the gym that don't know much about running, so it's sort of yeah. a bit more challenging, but yeah, he's really good, and I've, I've, I think I've improved a lot. It's like, I, I really like going to the gym because you can, you can get gains in areas you're not that strong in. Like, obviously, coming from nothing, you, like, you see a lot of improvement in, in a year or two, mm-hmm. which, which actually helps a lot because in running, you know, sometimes... Like the time on the watch isn't really reflective of improvement, so it's good to improve in other areas. So that, that's one that I've really enjoyed putting into my uh, my running the last few years. I never did it before 2017, so yeah, it's funny actually because it's one thing that um, I think a lot of people who are who are new to the sport um, and like a lot of the audience here is is not necessarily elite level runners, but people who are just finding their way into maybe their first marathon or yeah. um, people who are just doing their best to improve their times. And, I think one thing that gets them by surprise is to be a better runner. It's not just all running. Yeah. Um, like obviously the the uh, the big things like recovery are huge, and um, but I think gym always seems to get people by surprise when we speak about the yeah. fact that it's an important role, like to, to injury prevention, to strength and maintenance. But like walk us through a couple of the, the exercises that you do in the gym. Um, so I pretty much started off ba- like very basic, like sort of just your back squat, your deadlift, sort of yeah. You mean with the bar yeah. behind your head? Behind my head, yeah. yeah. Like, I lift the, like, weights and stuff. Like, I'll, like, you know, front squat, back squat, sort of. I pretty much do a, a, a glute and quad exercise, a calf exercise, and a hammy exercise. Yeah. And just bit different variations, like Romanian deadlifts, uh, like seated calf raise, standing calf raise, back squat, snatch, yeah, cleans, like, all that stuff, so... Um, just rotates through, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm getting a lot better and more advanced. I do some quite different exercises now, which I wouldn't have dreamed about doing, you know, a year ago. So, and it's very important. Like, I couldn't stress gym enough for, especially like a sort of fifteen hundred guy where I, I do need a bit of power. But also, if you're a longer distance runner, if you can manage it, it's always the most important thing. If you're doing a marathon, is the actual running but sure. you can definitely improve improve your um running economy and which helps with recovery helps with everything really through gym like you know good technique good yes uh, 
and everything like that. Is that something that you do you work on um, things like that with, with plyometrics and technique drills? And yeah, I, I I was doing plyometrics for a bit at the start of the year, but I think it like I had a pretty bad uh, injury early in the year. I had to have like two and a half months off, and I think. I don't know if it was from plyometrics, but it was sort of when I started adding plyometrics that yeah. it sort of flared up. So I don't know, not necessarily correlation is the cause, but yeah, yeah that was the only thing that really changed. So, um, but yeah, we do on Monday. I do some hurdle walkovers, which is really good for your sort of hip flexor and glute strength, and yeah, some strides. So I'll do like you know basically four or five by a hundred meters flat out. And, you know, really think about your technique and stuff like that, and then yeah, obviously the gym's all helping yeah. towards technique. So, so what was what happened to you earlier in the year? Two and a half months is a, yeah. a fair whack. So I was over in, at at Falls earlier in the year in January. I like went over on a rock and like you know, sort of when you when you roll your ankle, like everything sort of grabs uh-huh. real quick. Yep, and it felt like it grabbed in my like groin area yeah it sounds weird but like i don't know it sort of felt like got real tense in my groin and then sort of like my uh like my my hip almost like my right hip and then i sort of took it easy for a little a couple of days and then saw the fit that physio up there luckily so and he said yeah just don't worry about it and then it sort of got to about 99 percent you know pretty soon after but it was always sort of just there a tiny bit and then it was okay i could get through everything i was racing pretty well still and then I raced over, I went over indoors for a month in um, February and when I when I came back, I just, I did this race and in Sydney track last year, I really felt like something wasn't right and then sort of warmed down a little bit and it was, it was kind of hurt and, and got a scan the next day and I had a, like, I had a, like, a pubic symphysitis, which is where your pubis bone joins together. They're sort of like a muscle, muscly, fibrous joint. And that was like really inflamed, which is kind of strange for a distance runner. And that that's it's basically osteitis pubis, but they can get more specific with it now. It's not just like a broad brush, uh, you know, diagnosis. Yeah. So I had that, and um, I had two stress reactions on my pubis bone. Oh, dude! All I triggered had, from that. I, uh, I, yeah, maybe. I, th- I think it might have been, but um, oh, yeah. and then uh, also had. Adopted tendonitis, so mate, yeah. So I just couldn't, I couldn't do anything for a while. They just said like, I had to have two weeks totally off, no cross training or anything. And don't worry, I put on a few kilos. <laughs> and then um, I was on the bike for about two months. So how do you how do you find that? Because uh, I used to always find it so frustrating when you're doing something day in day out, and it's, yeah. it's sort of a little bit difficult to. Um, what do you mean you're not having any time away from the sport? How do you how do you deal with that downtime? Um, oh, like two weeks of nothing to a runner who's training twice a day would be pretty yeah. brutal. I think if you if you it can be pretty like depressing, but I don't think I really got too down. Yeah, you know? sure. I, I sort of just spent more time with my girlfriend and did a few things. You know, wasn't really too down the dumps. Although I was pretty upset because you know it sort of makes things difficult for the rest of the year, which it really it really did. It made my year pretty tough, um, but. Yeah, I just I got I was riding I was riding a bike for a while, so I got I got right into that. <laughs> I got like right into it. <laughs> did I did you? all the like famous rides in Melbourne. <laughs> what yeah, you Strava? Yeah. Do you post all your stuff? Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna have to follow you. I've just started getting on board. I did one time I did a hundred and twenty K ride no. around Gippsland, yeah. Oh where is in Gippsland were you? 
That's my territory. I was in Painesville. My granddad used okay. to live there, so we went to a uh, we had a, like a weekend there every Easter, and then I rode from Painesville to uh, Lake's Entrance, and then back. Just along the highway? Uh, nah, I sort of went. Not back streets, but you know, yeah, the country country roads. Yeah, nice. Man. And then back through Meetung and around. Yeah, Meetung's nice. It's a big, it's a big ride. I was cooked with. Oh, there. you would be as well. Just yeah. did it by yourself, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got, got a little race bike. Um, just a couple of months ago, since I moved into the city, and I, yeah. I get it. Like I get yeah. the addiction. I got a, one of my best mates. We're going away this weekend, actually. And uh, calling the guru is the other bike I'm going away. He does like a like a little running use thing, which is yeah. the first one that I posted today, and. Um, so yeah, us three are going away this weekend, and we thought we'd just going away for a cruisy, cruisy sort of getaway. And my mate Jocker, he messaged me, and he's like, "All right, here's the itinerary: bring your bike. We'll go for a long run in the morning, have lunch, coffee, <laughs> afternoon. We'll get out for a bike ride or a run or whatever." And uh, it's lucky I like it because we the longest I've done is fifty k. Yeah, and I felt like a hero when I did that, and I was pretty cooked after. 50s, 120 bloody knocking around. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like, I just didn't go out one day and do 120. Like, I <laughs> doing it up a bit. Yeah, sure. I was riding this thing called Zwift. Have you ever heard of it? Zwift? No. Zwift. It's like, a, they have them at the VIS, but usually you just get on a, like a wind trainer or whatever. I was on a Watt bike, but um, you basically got a big TV screen in front of you and it's virtual racing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have seen these. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just, I, I, was, I was mad about it. Like, <laughs> It's made people, apparently people have like changed to triathlon because they get hooked on Zwift. So Zwift is just the game that you're playing. It's, like a, it's honestly like a game, yeah. But that is the best game that you could possibly play in terms of health yeah. and fitness, hey? It's really, it's, it's actually like, here's me, I'm like a runner, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all up and about about cycling. No, it's good, bro. It's refreshing. Um, you want to hear it. Yeah, but like, it's pretty cool because you can, obviously like, it's not the greatest, like, it's like kind of graphic-y video game sort of thing, but um, you can, like, ride on the World Champs courses and, like, Tour de France stage and, like, Central Park, oh, all these yeah. crazy things. Like, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I got I got so into that. <laughs> so into that. That's a real bit. That's like, so funny. I'd, I'd try and ride on the weekends, but the uh, VIS is closed. So I'd, like, there's a couple of places in Melbourne that have, like, Zwift with Watt bikes, so I'd, like, Drive like an hour to go and ride on one of them. Man, it sounds yeah. like. Have you um, have you heard of that virtual golf? Yeah, it's, it's like that. It's yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, the way you explained it made me think of that. So I've like recently just dude since um since I finished running, it's so funny trying to fill your calendar up because yeah. I've um so great. I've done seventy seven stand up comedy gigs this year. Really, that's like my new thing. Really, <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm addicted, man. And I say I know it so specifically because um uh because you can get up and do it like a dude, little five minute set. So that's awesome, bro. Right. So like, it's hit and miss, but obviously with seventy-seven of anything, you're starting to get better. Yeah. But um, it's honestly just funneling that running energy towards because I used to love getting up and just being able to go for a, like a morning a morning run or whatever, yeah. and have something to really target that energy towards. And do like I swear, comedians they they operate in the same sort of world as what runners do. They're obsessed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I set myself a goal at the start of the year that I wanted to do a hundred, and uh, yeah, yeah. bro, twenty-three to go. So I've got it. I was at a Bucks last week, man, and um, and uh, it was so funny because I was just walking past a room, and I knew there was a like a uh, it's called Speakeasy. Yeah, it's on Flinders Street. Anyone who's there on like a Friday or Saturday night, go and check it out. Yeah, drunk <clears throat> by this bloke called Roy Malloy, who's a star, and uh, like he looks like he likes the party. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, a really yeah. interesting cat in the best way. 
Anyway, I was with eight blokes and I walked past and it was 50 bucks a ticket to get in. So I was like, I'm just going to run up and say good day because I think I know a couple of comedians here. Yeah. Anyway, Roy came downstairs and started talking to the boys. He's like, boys, just come up, check it out, have a look what we're doing. Um, you'll like it. But if you want to leave, that's fine. I won't, I won't feel offended or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so there's 120 people in the room and I was thinking, man, this is unreal. And we were just having like a little glass of wine at the back. Anyway, like all my gigs, bro, are in front of people who don't pay to get in. It's free. Anyway... It was a really cool vibe in this room. The boys were loving it. And Roy Malloy comes up to me. He's like, Tyson, you're up in two. And I was like, oh, no, no, Roy. Like, no, mate, like, don't do this. And um, anyway, long story short, he introduced me. And it was like a, it was like a little break. Yeah, dude, it was, yeah. To get a crowd up. Dude. Yeah. It was like the best night <laughs> I'd ever had. It was, um, it was honestly, I just, ever since then, it was the only way I could explain it. It's like running a massive PB. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny, man, because I always wondered what I was going to do after running or where my, like, energy and attention or whatever would go. Yeah. And that's my version of, like, this Zwift on what or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, just get so obsessed with it. And that's funny because I remember, like like we were saying before about the Joe Rogans, when I was uh, on the bike. He inspired me. I was, listen, I was listening to him and it sounds like, yeah, is it Roy Malloy? Roy Malloy. Like, he would talk about people at their comedy clubs that would, like, push you into, you know, to get out of your comfort zone and stuff. It sounds like he's like, Roy Malloy's that guy. Dude, he is. Well, he you is. probably threw it on you a little bit, but that's might have been what you needed. 100%. Yeah. I, honestly, I felt like it was the start line of a race for my heart. Was <laughs> I was so scared. And uh, I thought, I had eight mates there, so I was like, it's the kind of blokes as well where if you're bombed or if you're killed, either way it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, um, man, it was, yeah, it, was a cool, it was a cool sort of vibe. But, uh, yeah, the comedy seems weird. When's the uh, when's your comedy special coming out? Oh, bro, out? funny story <laughs> for you. So, um, have you? Do you need to be out here anytime? Uh-huh. If you need to go next, uh-huh. just tell you if you got to run, bro, because I'm bloody I'm on a roll now. Okay, um, so this Roy Malloy guy messaged me the day after. He goes, "Mate, that was good." And I'm yeah. like, "Thanks, man." He goes, uh, "Long story short, he goes, mate, next April, he goes, um, I'll give you the room for free, give you equipment for free, whatever." He goes, um, "Let's go. We'll go 50 percent in your tickets, though." He yeah. goes, come and fill up this room, like 120 seats or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, so I'm tempted to try and uh, and get 120 people together for like a, an April an April debut. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do but, it, uh, for sure. I might do it, man. I might, I'll let you know if I do. Yeah. Um, get a few down there. Bro, 100%. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, it's, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have talked about that now because now everyone's going to help me again. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But what do you what about yourself, bro? Like I've just made that about me the last ten minutes. Right, what man. are you what are you doing? Um, what are you doing in your downtime? I mean, it's apart from Zwift on what? Yeah, yeah, nah. well, what I do don't it? do that anymore. But it's actually kind of I really enjoyed it, but it's good to be off it as well. Yeah, because like, I was just it's not running. Like, yeah, I, know, I know I know what I'm here to do, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, downtime, yeah, not much. <laughs> just, just, you gotta. That's another thing with running. It's like I might only need to be on the ball for. Two or, two or three hours for the day, so you got to learn to be able to do nothing as well. Not nothing, but like I read a lot. And yeah. What, what kind of stuff do you read? Like, what are you reading? What are you reading um, right now, I'm reading this book called Range by David Epstein. Okay. It's, uh, the guy, the guy that wrote the Sports Gene. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but I don't know. It's not a. It's like very. It's like a bunch of anecdotal sort of stories that sort of lead towards the point that. It's better to not be too specific in whatever you do in your life and all these stories about how people are just generalists. Yeah. And what dominate a specific field. Yeah. So like um, they talk about the the engineers at three M. 
This okay. is one. He's got like, there's like a hundred of these examples that go into his books. But what did you say it's called? Um, range. Range. Okay. Yeah. But he talks about this uh, engineers, all the engineers at 3M, like they actually, they pump out loads of, uh, it's not, they're not just sticky tape. Like they yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and they say that the most successful engineers don't specialize in anything. Really? Yeah, they just, they sort of pull bits and pieces from other people and stuff like that. They said they, this guy set up a, a big program that sort of crowdsourced um, problems that they couldn't figure out. And sometimes it's extremely complicated chemical engineering problems. And like some lawyer would figure it out just because, you know, they might be looking at it from a different angle or, Interesting, you know, man. different take on things. So, yeah, I'm reading that. It's actually pretty interesting. I'm all about that right Sweet. now. Sweet. So, yeah. what other good ones have you read lately? Um, Keys Audible at all, or you just read? Like, you just I read. read. I read. I read a Kindle. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So you forty, you forty year old woman in you. <laughs> um, people give me a bit of stick for it, but what about your Kindle? Yeah, mate. I got, cute, mate. I got a Kindle up on that bookshelf. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. Got a few yeah. books there. It's alright. Yeah. What else am I reading? Oh, well, I've read that. I'm reading that at the moment. Um, what have I read? I've read a bunch of uh, like this book called Flash Boys, but because I did, uh, I studied business in college, so. Bunch of books about business. It's kind of a little more boring. I read The Big Short. Oh, did you? Yeah, I read it. Um, Man, the, the, yeah. Flash Boys is by the same author. Yeah, sweet. Um, Have you seen the movie as well? The yeah, Big Short? Yeah. How good is it? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's actually the movies, unless you're pretty well-versed in finance, the uh, movie's definitely better. The book's very complicated. Yeah, sure. Like, are you, like are I, studied, you... I studied business for four years, and it was like a lot of it was over the top of my head still. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, fire it, man. That's cool. But yeah, nah. Read a bit. Read a lot of Hemingway back in the day. Did ya? Yeah, got through a bit. What do you like? Like, uh, Islands in the Stream. It's pretty good. It's yes. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Um, What's that one? I've read. I've read Old Man in the Sea. Old Man in the Sea. And yeah. I started, uh, dude, like about four years ago. I started that one about it's like a twenty-three-year-old dude. He's away at war. And, um, oh, um, what's that called? I started that one. Um, for oh, whom the bell tolls? He, yeah, he's in Italy. He's yes, in Italy, Australia. That's Italy. right. Yeah. Is that what it is? For whom the bell tolls? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it a call to arms? Dude, that's one For of them. The, they're both about. Uh, one's about the Spanish Civil War. One's about Italian Civil War. I think it's Italian Civil War. Okay. Yeah, sweet man. But he's a he's a classic, then, eh? So you yeah. like the you like some of the classics as yeah, well? Yeah, a little bit. Like we had to read heaps of it in college. Yeah. Like so, the Villanova is a Catholic school, so I had to take a lot of um courses that are just all sorts of reading, like uh, a couple of theology courses. Um, we have these ones called culture seminars. So you basically one's called ancient, one's called modern. Yeah. So you just take like maybe 30 books throughout, you know, it's basically First Testament through to um, Christ, uh, the death of Christ. Yeah. And then... That's ancient, so okay. it's basically Old Testament. So you mean like, so, oh, so, okay, so Book of Genesis or whatever, yeah. all the way to the end of like, the Gospels. Yeah, or whatever, so. and then ain't the moderns is like from year one to everything after AD. Yeah, far out. And so then you read, you get a bunch of everything, even up to like, you know, 1950s sort of stuff. Well, so. how did you find the, um, like, how did you find the... The old, the old Testament kind of stuff. Because it's, uh, like, if you've oh, got a good teacher, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's some pretty interesting stuff there. But a lot of the time, yeah, oh, I think oh, people read it and just oh, go, oh, okay, I don't really understand. I, I wish I had the, the other way around. My uh, 
ancients teacher. I wish I had for moderns. Yeah. And because uh, he was like a he was like a PhD in math. So basically, at Villanova, all the teachers sort of teach these. It's predominantly reading classes. Yeah. But this guy was like very methodical sort of dude, and it was kind of a bit boring. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the the Old Testament is, is like. Difficult to wrap your head around some of it. It's just very different. But, yeah, I mean, you get a lot out of it. Like, definitely. Do you know Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Dude, he's got, like, a sick um, Bible series on his on the the J.B. Peterson podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just, he looks at it more from not like a a Christian, like a pastor's perspective, but more as, like, someone who's just interested in mythology. Yeah, yeah. And, man, it was such an interesting, like, such a crazy, interesting... Sort of seriously, I've got a background in the church a little bit. Yeah. But to hear it from a bloke like this, just looking at at it from like a mythological perspective. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, like, why haven't I heard this? This is still super interesting. I've, I've read his book 12, 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sweet. It's pretty good. I actually watched a little thing on him, and that, that it would seem that he's like not religious. Yeah. And whenever they ask him, he just says, I, I don't want to answer. I, yeah. I don't think it has a relevant, I don't think it's relevant to anything. So it's always it's always good because you know people love picking sides and whatever. It's good to just hear people have an opinion and you know not not pick a side and fight. Yeah, nice. man. Yeah, I've noticed the same thing actually. Like I've heard I've heard him be. I think it was on like Q and A. Yeah, someone yeah. said, "Do oh, you believe in God?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty much the same what you said. Like, what's the point of the answer?" Yeah, I know. I know. Too yeah, interesting, man. Damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> Seriously. Bro, I um, I won't, I won't hold you up. We've gone for like an hour fifteen or something. I think I'm so glad that bloke um stop drilling, stop drilling. Yeah. That'd be good. At least in the intro now, I can tell people just put up with fifteen minutes. Thanks yeah. for stopping by, though, bro. No worries. That man. was cool, man. That was that up. was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah bloody oath. Well, um, man, touch touch base. Like I'll I'll try and do um uh, with you. Like you've obviously you're gonna run a few domestic races. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll do. Uh, I actually run a couple a road race in. Not this weekend, next weekend in Queensland, Noosa Bowl. And oh, yeah. Track race up there as well, so Mate, I'll do those that. two. You're going to be good, like the Noosa Bowl, 5K, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I've won it before, so hopefully. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Won right. it in uh, 2017. What did you run there? What time? 14.12. Well, it's kind of a slow course. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, because it's one of U-turns and stuff, yeah, yeah. Have you run it? No, never. Yeah, never run it. U-turns. It's like just over a K for yeah. a lap, so and you just... The big Stewie and Grigo and stuff going to run it, or? No. Nah. No. Nah. Pretty much the same guy. David Neal might run it, actually. You remember David Neal? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Actually, I was on Runner's Tribe the other day watching like his training from 2016, the lead-up to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, sweet, man. That'd be good. Yeah, so. That'd be a good race. Should be good. Bro, before you go to Europe next year, though, we'll do this again. Yeah, for sure. All right, bro. Well, thanks for stopping by. No worries, mate. Cheers, yeah, that's good. Dude, sweet.